Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Secret Artists Podcast. I'm your host, Annie McGrath, and I'm joined this week by the brilliant comedian Tom Mayhew. Tom works with chunky crayons and I work with acrylic paints and this week our muse is a figurine based on a photo of Tom from his Edinburgh poster which is based on the poster for the film I, Daniel Blake. So it's very meta, the muse this week. We have a lovely chat about various things. We talk about him recording his BBC radio show remotely over Zoom during lockdown. Um, It's brilliant, so you should check that out on BBC iPlayer. And we talk about various artists, including Have a Nice Clay, who is the artist who created the figurine that we're working from. Um, We also talk about Lise Richardson, who is a brilliant um, watercolour painter. And I actually bought one of her works as a result of recording this episode of the podcast. Um, So check out her work and enjoy the episode. Follow us on Instagram at secretartpod to look at mine and Tom's paintings and drawings from today. Great, hello Tom. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I am apprehensive about art. In general, or about the podcast, both, both. I'm, yeah. I'm art, 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 apprehensive, art, prehensive. Does art, that, is that a phrase? Prehensive, can be now. Um, don't be. It's all very chilled, and doesn't matter what you make, um, because I. Well, that's good. That's convenient. Yeah, it's hard having a time pressure and also talking and doing it. So don't worry at all about that. Um, yeah, but- this this time pressure feels like the closest I'll be to being on like Great British art off, like that you know, kind of bake off shows where yeah, you've got like yeah. twenty minutes to do it. And I, I'm quite sure at the end I will have a pen stuck in my ear or something <laughs> somehow because I'll just panic. <laughs> it's going to be hard with those big headphones, but let's not rule it out. <laughs> um, I'm going to read an intro for you before we start. Oh. Tom Mayhew is a critically acclaimed stand-up comedian with a unique voice, combining the personal with the political in his sharp material about being working class. His most recent Edinburgh show, I, Tom Mayhew, about being a 20-something living on benefits in austerity Britain, received four and five-star reviews across the board and transferred to a sellout Soho theatre run. Tom has written for BBC Radio 4's The News Quiz, BBC Radio 4 Extra's News Jack, and he has his own podcast, The 18% Podcast, which is available on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, or Spotify. Tom recently released a series on BBC Sounds called Tom Mayhew is Benefit Scum, which is brilliant and well worth a listen. 
I'm very excited about having him on the podcast. Hello, Tom. Oh, hello. That was really nice. Oh, good. It's always a bit yeah. strange just talking about you to you. but I like it. I think we all, we all need that ego boost right now. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm very worried that people are going to not uh well not not hate me just 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 <laughs> just dislike some of the ideas that i i say do you know what i mean it's, it's a very scary thing putting stuff out there in the world yeah i think that's just the nature of being a comedian isn't it the constant anxiety and desperation for people to like you <laughs> but i think in lockdown it's exacerbated because we've got way more time to overthink Things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. There's no, there's no uh, distractions from, you know. Usually, if you have a, a bad gig, you have another gig the next day, and you get it out of your system. Yeah. Whereas now, it feels like anything. If we have a bad day, then we've got weeks until, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until it's out of there. You know. Exactly. But can you talk to me about what you've chosen for us to draw? You're going to draw, aren't you? Today, I think I'm going to paint. But let's yes, matter. we're going to. Well. I have numerous, I have either uh, some crayons, which are called Chunky Crayons from WH Smith. Let's create, nice. it says on them. Easy to hold for little hands. So that's always convenient to know. Have you got little hands? I mean, oops, I just, just dropped the crayons as you asked me that. So clearly they are too little. That's why yeah. I dropped the crayons. I guess that my hands, it's all relative, have I got little hands? Like compared to a baby, no. But right. Compared, compared to an adult, well, it depends. I've got quite small is. hands. I was going to say we could do that thing where we put our hands up to each other, but it's quite difficult over Zoom to get the perspective. Yeah, like like you just put your hand really close to the camera, and for a second yeah, I was like, oh, and he's got huge hands, but now they're tiny. <laughs> just a visual gag for the listeners. Um, but to give you an idea of my hands, they generally on most adults come up to that first fold of the fingers like that. That makes sense. No, but it's it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> How um, big is your hand, listener? Let us know. Yeah, tweet in. Um, so you, you've got crayons. I've got acrylic paints. And are you doing it on classic classic A4 white? Yeah, just literally a bit of A4 white paper that was in the printer that I've got out. Nice. And I, I might go a bit mad with the colours because I, I feel like I've got so many colours. I've got 16 chunky crayons, so mm -hmm. I may as well use them all. Uh, why have I said that? Okay, I'm going <laughs> to use them all now. That was a mistake. At the same but time? I can try. Do you want me to yeah. try? Although your hands might not be big enough to do that. We'll no, see. I've famously... Well, it does say easy to hold for little hands, so yeah. we will be able to put that to the test. Oh, fuck, sorry. Just kicked over my water bottle. What's difficult about recording this podcast is the amount of tech and materials that I'm surrounded by and bottles of water. So um, how are you how are you doing it? What are you using? Yeah, I'm using acrylic paint, so you can see I've got them just on a plastic plate sort of poured out. Um, oh, that's a proper art plate as well. <laughs> proper art plate. And then I've just got a it's a piece of coloured card, so it's like a dark blue. Um because sometimes when I paint, I I paint the like background dark blue first. But I thought as I already had a bit of coloured paper, I'd just use that and slightly cheap. Um, but I love the model you've chosen. Can you explain to the listeners what what it is and why you've chosen it? 
Thank you, thank you. It's a little clay model that someone made based off my Edinburgh Fringe poster, and the the guy who made it, I asked him how to describe his his art style, and he says it's like um kind of like cartoon clay, I guess. So it's kind of mm. like caricatures of of people made out of clay. Yeah, uh, I'll give him a shout out. His name is his name is uh, Have a Nice Clay. <laughs> a, a pun so already i'm on board and he, yeah. he, he has things a little on ebay and etsy and he makes little figures of people and they're quite oh, cute cool. and quite sweet so and did you commission him to do this or is no he i didn't Ge- no genuinely i i found one of his clay models of brian blessed on ebay and bought it for a mate for christmas yeah. and then i found his social media and i followed him because i like to support people mm. who make art who i like and then he followed me back and became a fan of me just just through Twitter, which is the strange world we live in. Yeah. And then uh, I ordered another gift for a friend for a Secret Santa, mm-hmm. and he just sent this this model of me in the post as a little thank you for supporting his work. And I was like, oh, thank you so That's much. So nice. Um, and so yeah, and it's it's a uh, 2019 poster, which for those people who who don't know, it was it was based off. I, Daniel Blake. So at the moment, we have a, a little clay model of me, which is based off a poster of me, which was based off of I, Daniel Blake, which was based <laughs> off that film. So it's this really yeah. kind of meta thing because we're drawing that. So we're just taking it so far away from the original. Yeah. But I'm excited by that. I like your analogy that it's like a sort of Russian doll, like figure within a figure within a figure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at drawing. Did I make this clear in our correspondence? You did say that, but I'm, I never really believe people when they say that. Um, oh, you will believe it in <laughs> half an hour's time. So it might not be the best drawing in the world, but I think I, I back you on this. I mean, if, also, anyone want, if anyone wants to argue it is the best in the world at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Imagine it is the best picture in the world. <laughs> What's quite good about this is that because the figure it has quite a like cartoony sort of smudgy face i mm. think um people will be more forgiving of our pictures you can sort of get away with a bit more when it's slightly cartoonish can't you so that was cool. definitely in my planning i was yeah. thinking i can just say it's a stylistic choice yeah exactly um so where is he based do you know this uh, have a nice clay guy no, I'm not sure, really. I, I should know. I don't even know his real name. In my head, I just think of him as Clayman, which yeah. I, I'm sure he doesn't mind. I'm not too <laughs> sure where he's but somewhere, I mean, somewhere in the UK. I don't yeah. really know where, though. Oh, cool. We're being shown. Have a nice clay. Oh, is that the Spice Girls? I love it. It's done the Spice Girls, Donald Trump. Yeah, that's really cool. The Beatles. Oh, look at that Spider-Man. Very cool. So you just discovered him on social media, did you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just was like, oh, I, r- I really like these. I like the fact they're not... Well, I mean, firstly, I like the fact that it's just like homemade. It's not some person who's trying to do a professional kind of... I mean, I presume he's not. He might hear this and be really offended when he's like, no, this is my job. But <laughs> I I presume it's just like a little bit of a hobby and someone who wants to uh, just showcase their talent and do it for the fun of it, which is always... Lovely. Yeah, it seems like he's got a massive following, so I wouldn't be surprised if it is his job. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's nice to like see the. You can tell people have had fun when they've made something. It doesn't feel like it takes itself too seriously. 
How do I start a drawing, Annie? Help me out here. What do I do? What would I've you start with? I've started with your face. Okay. So I've done like the, I mean, it's different with paint. I've started with like the color of your face and the vague shape of it. And I'm going in with like a peachy color and then the, um, this doesn't help because you're, oh wait, you are using colors, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about shape first and angles. So like getting the angle of your arm, which is reaching up and like, sometimes it can help to use your pencil as a guide for the angles. So if you hold up your crayon mm. to your arm, you can see like the angle that it's at and then put it on your page. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Sort of explain that quite badly. <laughs> No, that was perfect. That was lovely. I feel I genuinely feel like I'm doing GCSE art again. <laughs> um, what also can be helpful is looking at the negative space between where your body is. I'm just saying it's you. I know it's not you. I know it's a figurine of you, but for the sake of explaining it, like you can see the sh there's a shape that is the gap between your arm and your face, which is a mm. sort of squiggly line. So it can help to like draw in those shapes to work out what the outline of the figure is so what's your experience about you did you say you did it for GCSE or you you just did it no, at school no 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 I, I, I did it for you know at school for years year eight and nine that's kind of when I did it um yeah. and I, I wasn't very good at it it was the one subject at school that I just pissed around in I just pissed around in and I didn't take it seriously because I, I knew I wasn't very good at it Right. So I kind of just like literally, uh, I remember we once did pop art and I just drew a picture of me and it was sort of just like loads of green and red and pink splodges all over it. And I was like, that's art, isn't it, miss? And she was like, you're not taking this seriously, are you, Tom? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, but at the end of the year, she wouldn't even mark my work because she was like, I know you're, you're not bothered. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just never come naturally to me, I think. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she wasn't a very good teacher if she wasn't even <laughs> prepared to mark your work. Well, I mean, I, I can't, I can't blame her to be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think it was. Uh, let's say it wasn't entirely her fault. <laughs> you always a performer. Not really. I was very quiet at school. I didn't really like performing much. So mm. I, I, I would usually prefer. Like, I liked football. I liked football. I liked playing video games, and I liked um uh, occasionally like reading books here and there that's kind of what i would pass the time doing mm. oh this is a hideous face here we go i was proud of the hat oh. and it's all gone downhill since then the problem i've had is i've not left enough space to do your whole body so i've done like the torso but i'm not going to be able to fit in the legs and the shoes which is a bit annoying i'm wondering whether i should do another one no no i would argue the, the legs and the shoes they're they're irrelevant especially on zoom like we're living true. we're living in a world where legs don't exist on zoom yeah legs are casual <laughs> um so how was making your radio show was that something you did it, like throughout lockdown because i know bits of it are recorded at a gig aren't they so no they're recorded over zoom oh really it was all done on a uh a zoom a Zoom gig, and it was all done oh. with a remote audience. But luckily, the the audience they sounded like proper up for it. Which yeah, they was... did. I thought 
that's why I thought it was. It must have been, you know, in August or something. I mean, that's a, that's so. that's a, if we've given off that impression, I, yeah. can, I can only be very happy about it. But it yeah, we, great. We had like um, a proper kind of Friday night audience, mm. and they were really, really up for it, which was which was lovely. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was recorded in. February, February of this this year. So it was when stand up was illegal. Yeah, those are the days. <laughs> and have you missed it? Like yeah. Oh, mate, I've properly missed it. I, I just miss um all of it. I, I miss. It's so strange thinking that the past year I've I've, I've chatted to so few people. Like I'm, I miss mm. seeing my friends. I miss audiences. I miss leaving the house. Like I think all of us are in a very similar boat, aren't we? Where we. Yeah. It was such a big part of our lives, and now we feel a bit like we're in captivity or something. Definitely. Have you found there's been another, like, creative outlet that you've found um, as, like, a replacement for comedy, or have you focused on writing? Or Uh, I've been doing sort of bits of, you know, work here and there, little bits of odd bits that pop up, like writing things for people or helping yeah. uh, a little bit of that but I've, I've I've mainly I was mainly just giving myself some time to work on the the radio show really because in my yeah. head I was like well this is the only bit of major paid work we've got this year so you yeah. may as well give yourself as many hours as you can to to get it right yeah it's great it's very exciting yeah I'm properly chuffed by it like yeah. literally it's it's that thing where it's like something that your your grandparents have heard of so for them it's the biggest biggest thing in the world and yeah. that's that's really lovely anything that has like Radio 4 attached to it is like something few generations can acknowledge is a big deal I wonder how many people from our generation regularly listen to the radio that's what I think that what do you think do you think a lot of people do Apart from like comedy nerds, no, I think we're definitely probably more of a podcast generation, aren't we? Yeah, I always feel of myself as not representative of the mainstream. <laughs> I always feel like uh, lots of my mates don't listen to the radio, whereas I, it's just because I love comedy that I yeah. listen to tons of radio and podcasts and everything, every every bit of comedy I can get really. Where your show was it? Just the tonic, wasn't it? Your last one in two thousand nineteen. Yes, it was at the uh, the Mash House, just a yeah. type. How did you find that as the venue? Yeah, I liked it. I, I really liked it. It's um, it was nice to have a venue. I mean, the venues I've done in the past. I was I did a two hander in a little tent in the the marquee. Do you remember that at the Three Sisters, the marquee? Oh yeah, God, how was that? I mean, that was absolutely fucking diabolical. <laughs> yeah, whenever I've been in that pub, I've thought, how do people perform in that? It like, looks so difficult. It was a good sort of training ground because it was like our first two-hander. Yeah. But yeah, and I did the mash house. Because I think you were near there. I remember walking past. Were well, you near there that year? I remember seeing your posters on that that street near Three yeah, Sisters. I was in Sneaky Pete's, that free fringe venue that's, um, oh. yeah, it's on Cowgate. It's a nightclub, but it's also a free fringe venue in the day. It was really nice, actually. I mean, I should say, you always have very good posters in Edinburgh. Oh, thanks. I always just think, oh, that's so good. Like, you're one of those people who, uh, you know, I'd put you in the the the, uh, 
the same bracket as people like Lou Sanders and stuff where I'm like every year I'm like, yeah, she's going to have a poster that, that strikes <laughs> you and you go, oh, that's really good. It's just well designed. It's just, yeah, oh, it stands thank out. thank you. Yeah, Ed Moore took the photo for that show, which was called Shepherd, the one where I've got a lamb around my neck. Yeah, I so love that. You should make I... You should make posters of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know if anyone would want the picture of my face with a lamb on it, though. I would glad want one. All right, I'll, I'll get you one. <laughs> Oh, thank you. What's um, adorable right at the moment is uh, my my mum's just snuck in to get her car keys, and my parents have both been oh. as quiet as they can. It's so cute. Well, mum, mum, do you want to do you want to say something for the podcast? <laughs> she just whispered no. So there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, you um, whispered hello. Sorry, mum. Sorry. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, she's left. She's she's had a, a two seconds of fame. Yeah, so Patrick Turpin, shout out to him, normally designs my Edinburgh posters and he's very, very talented. So what is this? Is it clay? Yeah, it's like a little clay figure, yeah. Mm. I I don't, I have no idea what type of clay or any of of that, but um, it's just like a little clay figure and it it does stand up as well, which always is uh, the best thing for things like that because lots of them just fall down. I like those figures that you put your finger in the middle and then they like collapse, you know, those little wooden figures. Did you ever have them when you were little? What do you mean? They're like small wooden things that have limbs that sort of move around like that, but you push the middle in and then they like collapse. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) You're looking at me like I'm insane. They yeah. must have a name. Those little figures that you prod your finger into and then they fall over. <laughs> Maybe I've just gone insane. They definitely are a thing. Yeah, 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 like that. And then push your finger in the middle. Has it got a video of it? What are they called? Collapsing wooden animal. The drunk yellow cow. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I was just suggesting the title for your next Edinburgh show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway collapsing figures or something great times just google drunk yellow cow at home see what it comes <laughs> up with how are you getting on with your drawing it's all right actually i'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with myself that I, I i kind of know what it is it's definitely the best drawing i've done in the past 10 years so that's oh, great yeah is it something you can see yourself getting back into um, maybe you know, maybe this will be the start of my my illustrious uh... art career. Yeah, but no, I, I mean it's one of those things I think I was never good at as a kid, so it just made me. Oh, the phone's coming off. I can only oh, apologise. Is that a home phone? Old yeah. school. Love it. Oh, mum's running in to get the phone. So <laughs> exciting. Is it the art police, mum? Hello, Gillian. Hello. <laughs> Oh, I've done your head too close to your shoulders, so it looks like, you know, when people are on the phone, but with no hands, and they're going like that. That's, that's very apt for what just happened, so there we go. That's true. Maybe that was my influence. Unless we edit the phone bit out, in which case... Um, <laughs> to be fair, the figure, the kind of neck is kind of a bit like that on the figure, I think. Yeah. If I show you it on the webcam, you can see it's a bit like that anyway, isn't it? It's a bit sort of... Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. That's someone sawing wood. So it's all go. <laughs> um, do you have any favourite artists? 
I really like Lise Richardson. I think she's she's very good, and I follow her on Twitter, and a lot of people in comedy know her. So, yeah, I think her, her art style's really... I mean, I don't know many artists, but she is... I'd say her as my favourite because I know her, and she seems nice, and she's talented. She does those beautiful um, watercolour paintings, which have quite a sort of magical fairy tale-like feel. But also mm. I've seen she's done some amazing digital illustrations for um, Turtle Canyon did a series called Storytime with Mark Silcox mm. and she illustrated his face on various um, animals like Aesop's Fables, so the hare and the tortoise, but each character had Mark Silcox's face and they were really good. There is not a single person who will hear this who won't immediately search that out. Yeah. What more could you want from life than Mark Silcox's face on the load of animals? Exactly. It's just funny hearing him narrate all the stories as well. He's so good, isn't he? He really is great. Yeah, he is great. Yeah, she's. it's just very emotive. And I love that one with the figure on the hill with the stars and the moon. Stargazer. Available. How much are we talking? Yeah, I like, I like her art. A lot, yeah. and it's 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 that thing where I'm I'm a sucker for supporting like independent, uh, relatively small artists because I think we're all in the the same boat, and I like to support especially nice people. It's good to support yeah. people. It's yeah. just <laughs> I just want to give people a, a flavour of my my home life. So, Mum, you just come in, yeah. and I've not shown the picture to Annie yet. But what what do you make so far of my attempt? <laughs> not bad <laughs> not bad not bad that's how, good supportive how, mother how many marks out of 10 would you give it so far um, oh i think seven seven there we go that's that's nice that sounds like it's going to be very good but i think mums are a bit biased Okay, so I'm definitely going to get less than seven because that's that's mum biased. So there we go. Although my oh, mum's actually God. incredibly fair, yeah, and to the point where my brother was part of this like um, concert when he was a twelve-year-old or something, and they all <laughs> at school played a different instrument, and then the parents had to vote on who they thought was best, and obviously every parent voted for their own child. And uh, democracy was, does said, not work. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, mum, who did you vote for?" And she's like. Oh, that, that, that boy who did that um, solo on the violin. And I was like, you didn't vote for Joe? He's like, no, well, he wasn't the best. <laughs> I <was> like, Mum, <laughs> you have to vote for your own child. Mum just came back in to say she thought it was lovely. Oh, that's nice. I think she's going to feel bad about that for the rest of the day now. <laughs> What's the name of the guy who played Daniel Blake again? He's a comedian, isn't he? Dave Johns. Dave Johns, did he come and see your show? He didn't, no. I don't think he was in Edinburgh that year. But he did tweet about us and they didn't sue us, so that that was a relief. Well, that's, yeah, that's a positive. (laughs) Well, I always thought it would have been taking the piss if they tried to sue a guy doing the show about life and benefits. Like, I mean, good luck, mate. We literally had no money, so. Yeah. Did you have to ask permission or did you just risk it? We just risked it, but I did... We had the poster designed and then I made sure I got in touch with Ken Loach and his team just to make sure Mm -hmm. they knew that I wasn't taking the piss. I wanted them to know that, you know, this is someone who has lived off benefits and loved your film. It's not that basically I wanted them to know it wasn't someone who was... You're not an old Etonian. 
mocking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm not someone who's playing. I'm not someone who's doing like a, a Vicky Pollard kind of character. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting there with this. It's not as bad as it was when I started, which I guess is a positive. For your your poster with the sheep, did you use a real sheep? Yeah, Ed Moore, the photographer, and I went to a a sheep farm in Newbury and this lovely woman and her husband let me genuinely try on like loads of sheep so like, there were loads of <laughs> not sheep because sheep are, turns out really heavy and I would have probably broken my back if I tried to lift one but she had all these little lambs oh and uh she's like yeah just just you can pick pick them up they were some of them were the one I got in the end was perfect because he was so chilled and in mm. the end, for the poster, I'm just holding two of his legs and then the other two are just hanging on the other side and he's looking straight down the lens. And it's <laughs> it's perfect. But there were a few before that that I um, had round my <laughs> neck who were a bit more timid. I mean, but they were, they were up for it and no lambs were harmed in the making of the poster. Good, it's good to good to clarify that in case people were worried. Yeah, it's, I made it sound a bit brutal. But it does sound like the best day, like the best photo shoot, I can imagine, just yeah, hanging out with loads really of sheep. Yeah, it was really fun. They were very cute. And the farmers were just a joy, like really didn't mind us being there for <laughs> such a strange request. I've not really given your face much detail. I think I'm going to have to go into the features. How's I yours mean, going? You've definitely given the face more detail than I have at the moment. I mean, you say that, but it's a blur right now. <laughs> Maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's yeah. adds, that might add to it. Who knows? I mean, the shoes look very weird. I don't know how to draw depth with crayon. Is that possible? Yeah, I guess it's quite hard, isn't it? Because the colour is quite flat with crayon. but And also the the model that we're working from, because it's clay it doesn't have like with a photo you'd have sort of shading but with this it's quite block color isn't it mm. i guess there's a slight bit of light on the side of the jacket under the arm which is reaching up i guess that could be that's where i've shaded a bit i just can't um, i don't know what to do about the feet well i've uh, left the feet off so oh you've cheated only because I've not left space on the paper. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Maybe I'll just annoying, get some, I might get some scissors and just cut my feet off because I've just done them and I'm not happy with them. On the drawing, yeah. Not in yeah. No, not in real life. life. I'm not literally just going <laughs> to... It's not got to that. <laughs> I'm going to extremely self-harm because I'm so upset at my drawing. <laughs> it is a frustrating drawing. I fall in and out of love with it. It's, it's very relaxing and then I'll do something wrong and I'll just get so annoyed. It sort of undoes all the therapeutic I guess it's that, it is that frustrating thing where you can like doing a working on an album or something you can record nine songs and then they're done they're finished and then if the 10th song is crap it's fine you've still got those perfect nine whereas mm. I suppose you can be doing the drawing and you can completely feel like you mess it up with something at the end yeah yeah yeah, like like you can yeah completely ruin it with your hand slipping or with i don't know whatever whatever else happens when you draw yeah do you sing no i don't know right that's not i really hope that's not a request (laughs) well you can't yeah i wouldn't mind hearing you sing but it's only because you were talking so um naturally about recording an album and I thought maybe you had done that. Oh, no. I, to be honest, when I think of... I feel like often when I'm planning comedy shows and planning stuff I'm working on, I do mm. compare it to how people would approach an album or approach mm-hmm. a film. or Because it's, it's, I do feel as comedians we can learn a lot from other art forms. Yeah, and like collating your set list... It's like mm. planning a gig, I guess, a music gig, like starting with your your most well-known song or starting with your strongest mm. joke. And Well, also, like, things like poster design, it, it should... I think we can learn a lot from album artwork, which is probably why a lot of people do... Just dropped a crayon, sorry. Um, right. Which is probably know. why a lot of people do parodies and stuff of albums and films because it's mm. it's already a striking image and you just put yourself in it so yeah they've done they've done the work for you really did you have people coming to see your show because they recognized the, the image do you think yeah definitely well it solves the theme of the show mm-hmm. far easier than any title or any description ever could yeah because people immediately that's that's what you I mean, that's kind of what I wanted from the poster because I I wasn't really a name. So I was kind of like, well, I need something that's going to sell the show yeah. without them needing to know who I am, where they can just look at it because they're not going to look at it and go, I recognise that name. So I want them to think, okay, mm-hmm. I, I immediately know where you're coming from with this show and I know if that's for me or not. Yeah. You know, that if, if someone was not a fan of that film and they disagreed with it, politically or ideologically mm-hmm. odds are that poster would put them off which yeah. is probably a good thing and if they That's, it's ag- true actually with posters it's like partly getting the right people in but it's also stopping the people that you know it's not for coming as well <laughs> definitely 100 percent, because you don't want um i mean that's in edinburgh i think a lot of people get uh fixated on just any audience and anyone yeah. and you just worry about the numbers whereas you don't want anyone you want the right people like i i always think i'd rather have 
half room of nice people than a full room of people who don't give a shit. Definitely. I had based off of that lamb poster that and the show was called Shepherd. Hmm. I had two sheep farmers coming to watch. <laughs> no way, and really. On the same day a guy came because his surname was Shepherd and a mum and a daughter were sheep farmers. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? It's quite funny that you would just go and see a show on that basis. That's so good. Because that's the thing, you never know why people will go to see a show. They literally might know someone else called Annie and they'll be like, oh. Yeah, I've had that before. Someone, her friend was called Annie McGrath. Really? she booked them tickets for a Valentine's Day show that I did. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Did did it? I mean, I presume they enjoyed it. I think they. I think they were never not going to enjoy it. Just purely on the basis, they were like, "You've got the same name." <laughs> I think. Thankfully, that was enough for them to have a good night on. It's, it's that. I mean, with uh, the internet, I think everyone Google's themselves, and everyone knows of at least one person with the same name as them who you can you can reference or you can. Uh, you know about for whatever reason, whether it's just mm. some person on YouTube or some... Who, who's the Tom Mayhew? Have you got another Tom Mayhew that you know? There's a few. There's one in America who's like a... a uh, I think he's a priest and he's he's very very big on God and stuff, which is fine. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a priest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know all the, the terminology, but he's, he's a big <laughs> fan of God. Yeah. Um, but he's a nice bloke. He gave me the at Tom Mayhew Twitter handle because I just said to him, I use Twitter more than you. Can I have your handle? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, thank you. So that was That's nice. That's so nice. Well, I said I'd, I'd donate some money to a charity of his choice as well, which I did do because I appreciate it and it was nice. And so he guess, seems to, yeah, he's, he's so a good egg. I wonder what yeah. his Twitter handle is now then. He's been demoted. Yeah, I don't know. He might just be Tom Mayhew God or something. I don't know. Well, that's quite good. Then you might want that handle. That's true. I want. I want to catch to go them all. Crawling back. Yeah. They're like Pokemon. I've got to get all of them. Yeah. How are you doing? I've drawn a bit more detail in the face. I don't know what to do about the the face because do you ever have it have it when you're like halfway? F- I guess that's kind of part of the the worry of art. You could be halfway mm. through and you you don't know when you're finished, do you? Yeah, knowing when to stop is definitely important and I've definitely ruined paintings before where I've just carried on for too long trying to fill in detail where I should have left it I don't know if to add detail or whether I like the fact it's quite loose Mm. yeah I think if in doubt leave it but also I can't see it so it's difficult to really give an opinion (laughs) I mean I, I will still give an opinion but what is the lowest mark that anyone has got on this podcast? I th- Well, I, for this series, we've actually stopped doing marks because I found it at times a bit too awkward because I think people would feel the need to give me a good mark just because it's my podcast. No, I think that's because you're talented. Oh, that's nice of you. Apart from Dan Cook, who was really horrible to me <laughs> and uh, told me it was rubbish and then I had a meltdown. And so I think I marked him the worst just because I was annoyed that he'd marked me badly. So people can't win, basically, because if they mark me high, I don't believe them. And if they mark me badly, I get upset. So we've cut that aspect. But you must know you're good at art if you 
have you done so much of it? Like you, you must know you've over the years refined your your talent and your a certain level of talented. Eh? Yeah, I I do know that I can do it. I think it's just I'm not very good at taking compliments. <laughs> you focus on the worst, on the worst reactions, and on the people yeah. who hate it the most, and. You you play their face in your head and <laughs> yeah. yeah it's horrible really horrible. Oh. I think it's partly a British thing as well, just like underplaying yourself and it's sort of not the done thing to like talk about being good or competent at something. Quick fire oil or watercolor. Watercolour. Portrait or landscape? Ooh. Um, landscape. Can you separate the art from the artist? Yes, especially if you don't know who the artist is. Tortured artist or rational security guard? Mm, can I have a, a rational security guard who also wishes he was an artist and draws, yeah. pe- draws people on his, on his lunch break? Yeah, you can. But... I like the depth of the character this is. Well, he's a good uh, guy. Talk about or think about art. Think about art because I'm probably very, I don't really have much confidence in my um, artistic abilities, so I wouldn't want to talk about it too much. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Depends if you're short-sighted or long-sighted. And um, what, which are you? Or I don't you know. I don't for sure. I think I've got good vision. I've never worn glasses, so I think um, I'd probably... That's a good sign. Private view or view of privates? <laughs> um, like, um, a private view of privates? Nice. So like an opening night, but all the art is penises and vaginas. Yeah, ideally, yeah. I think yeah. that's a good idea. It's a good shout. <laughs> yeah. Okay, painting from life, landscape, or still life? Still life. Art or tech? Tech. Art or books? Mm, uh, books. Art or food? Food. <laughs> Is what you do art? Uh, uh, arguably, arguably, I'd say. But I don't know. I, I've always, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but like, Kind of is. Definitely. Of, that's what so. I would say. Kind of is. That's what I would say. There we go. <laughs> and finally, dicks or pussies? Um, <laughs> pussies. Thank you very much. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Look at it. It looks so amazing. You can see where I cut off the legs. Oh, you don't need the legs, so that looks great. Thank you. That's sort properly... of got the essence of it. It's not. It's not like the detail is quite. You've off, even done but... like the the background and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, mate, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. I'll pop it over there to dry. That's great. I love that. Also, I love the fact that you've written I Tom Mayhew on it. It's really cool. It's really beautiful. Quite an intricate drawing, actually feels like it's got a lot of feeling and emotion. I really love it. I'm, 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 I'm 
pleasantly surprised. See, eh? you can draw. I knew you could. Oh, well, oh, bless you. That's very sweet of you. I mean, the main thing is people could see the picture and know what I've drawn. So that's, that's yeah. um, <laughs> it's great. I mean, there we go. Yay. Oh, that's nice. Thank you so much. Can I have a mark? I know you don't do marks anymore, but I Yeah, I'll, you can have a mark. A star. Or do you want a, what sort of mark do you want? They don't even do A stars anymore, do they? But, I'll take it, I'll take it. It's, yeah, a re- it's, it's, a, it's really good. It's, it's great. A, a retro throwback A star, there we are. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to listen to Tom Mayhew's radio show on BBC Radio 4. Tom Mayhew is Benefit Scum. He's on Twitter at Tom Mayhew and on Instagram at Tom Mayhew Comedy. I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and on Instagram at McGrath.Annie or at McGrath.Art for my art, where there is a link in my bio for my website, where you can get in touch if you want to buy anything or if you want to discuss a commission. I do commissions. So you can be like, oh, I really want a picture of that. Um seaside that I used to go to when I was little and then I'll paint it for you that's very specific it doesn't have to be a seaside that you went to when you were little it can be anything a plant hope you've enjoyed listening to secret artists if you have it is very very helpful if you wouldn't mind subscribing and writing a little review all right I'm gonna go now have a good week thanks so much for listening goodbye Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.